0: on a day-to-day basis now you know right here we are basically i'm i'm five years out of leaving a full-time job to do this i don't look at my dispatch board on a daily basis i've got people that handle it and i trust them to do their job welcome back to the smart
1: hvac marketing podcast the podcast for hvac contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business Today, we're joined by Donnie Dunn from Dunn's Heating and Cooling, and we're going to talk about the importance of hiring the right people for the right job in order to grow your business.
0: I left my full-time job uh, January of 2016 to start Dunn's. Awesome. Or to go full-time with Dunn's, rather. Okay, so before that, were you doing it kind of on the side? Yeah, I did it on the side for about 14 months uh, before, you know... I had made the decision that I could go out and do it on my own. What led to that decision for you to go out on your own? Well, I had actually been working in a recycling industry. Um, and the, the recession hit us late because if you may remember back, uh, when they did the cash for clunkers. So in the recycling industry, the the particular place that I worked for recycled the metals of shredded cars. So that carried us through to about 2012. And in 2012, 2013, um, that is when the recession actually hit my industry, not 2008, like it did the home building industry. And at that particular place, I, you know, I have a degree in industrial automation and electrical technology, and also uh, had a degree in HVAC technology. But I had never taken my state contractor's exam because I didn't have to have it to do it there. So I had the hours I went and I set for my exam so that I could start doing a little side work because they put us on 32 hours a week and we were working short weeks for the next, um, they ended up working 32 hours a week for right at like 18 to 24 months. And you know, when you're used to working 90 hours a week for, for 12 years that I had been there going straight to 32, almost immediately was a huge shock to us.
1: Oh, wow. So at what point did you decide, like, I'm going to switch to HVAC
0: in particular? Um, well, I, I knew that there was a need in my area for for a good technician that was honest and and didn't mind going to calls anytime during the night. Um, so what we did was I just did a little bit of Facebook, you know, marketing, just started out there. You know, hey, you know, run calls, da-da-da-da-da. Um, and it actually ended up being a a very a very good way for me to get started as a one man in the truck because you know i know a lot of the guys make fun of the the chuck in the truck but you know we all started there at some point unless you inherited the business you was a chuck in the truck at one point um so just the lack of income is really what started me there interesting so you said
1: you had gotten a degree in in hvac but you hadn't you hadn't practiced it really hands-on until then, or had you been an apprentice somewhere first or a helper?
0: Well, no, well yes, because part of my duties at the uh, particular place that I had worked before I went out on my own was, I was in the electrical department and in the electrical department also did the HVAC maintenance and repairs. So yes, I did have some experience with it, yes.
1: Cool. So you mentioned that you were doing some light Facebook marketing and such to get some business going. When you first started, what were some
0: things that worked for you? Uh, one of the biggest things that worked for us when I first started uh, the distributor that I worked with, we were actually a HAL dealer in the beginning and with how with, with units that you would sell, you would earn points. And of course you take these points, you go to a store and you just, you know, redeem the points for, for whatever merchandise. Well, we had accumulated a ton of points and me and my wife was like, what can we do with, with all these points? So we said, well, let's do a giveaway. And so we, we bought like 10 of the, uh, Yeti, uh, roadie twenties, the small Yeti, yeah. uh, coolers. And we, we would give them away like share, you know, our page and you know, that's, that's for every like and share that is a one register for the. For the cooler so we started giving those away over the next year and our facebook following exploded wow nice i
1: yeah i feel like that was what that was a really big uh thing a lot of people did back then too was the those giveaways were now with facebook if you try doing those giveaways where you say like share and whatever they usually will say it goes against their community standards um what what year was that was it in 2016 or before then
0: that was 2015 Okay. Uh, so you you don't think about 2015 being six years ago but
1: (laughs) yeah it's crazy to think about that since then what have been some marketing strategies that y'all have done that have really worked
0: Uh, still every year, uh, we don't necessarily do the monthly giveaways anymore, but every year we do a, on Facebook, we do a 12 days of Christmas. And what we are doing with those 12 days of Christmas is we are partnering with other small businesses in our communities. Uh, And let's say that like we partner with the pool doctor and the pool doctor gives away this pool package, but they have to like and share our page and like and share their page. And it's kind of a a joint effort but we do it with other small businesses and then at the end of the 12th day of christmas duns usually gives away something good uh last year we give away a a a new water heater like a tankless water heater installed um at no charge uh this year we're we're looking at doing a new hvac system uh installed at no charge um and that is that is really you know that's been good for us you know the one thing that I kind of pushed back on my wife, as far as a position within Dun's, is a full-time marketing person. Um, and I could have never been more wrong about that position because uh, Valerie, who is our marketing person, she does a really great job. You know, and her job goes not only just from the day-to-day marketing, you know, with with the Facebook, Instagram, the all, all of that, where she's putting Dunn's content out there. But she also handles the, the vehicle route. She handles the, the uniforms, the shirts, the polos, whatever it is that we need that is actually Dunn's branded. She handles that. And you don't think about that being part of your marketing department, but that position took so much weight off of my shoulders and the shoulders of my wife to, to kind of just handle that stuff and make sure that it gets done and done correctly, um, really good addition to the Dunn's team. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you never realize how much time marketing requires until you actually have to do it on top of the operation and everything else. Right. Uh, That's cool. So with, with that giveaway you guys do, uh, does, is that a part of a and i group that you're a member of, or are they just other home service companies that you're friends with?
0: No, it wasn't. and really, it's not even other home service companies that were that we're friends with. When we started this three years ago, um, it was just other businesses that we reached out to. And that first year, we actually paid for, uh, like we 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 bought a chainsaw from a place, and we're going to do this giveaway. You know, we, we did. You know, we we bought a CD player from a local stereo shop, and we give it away. Um, but after that first year and people just saw how it was blowing up on social media, we now have businesses calling us, begging us, Hey, let me be a part of this. I want to give this. Now we had to, we had to buy it all the first year, but moving forward, there's people begging us to give their stuff away, to be a part of that, to, to see, um, you know, how many likes they get and things like that, because their Facebook, if it's a small shop, their Facebook followers will grow based off of our Facebook followers for everybody that enters. Uh, I think we're up to nearly 8,000 Facebook followers right now. And then we're in a, you know, we're in a a small County uh, compared to the rest of the U S. Wow.
1: That's really cool that uh, that it's able to like kind of feed off of each other like that. So do you, do you notice that some of those customers from those other companies have come to you for, HVAC repair services, uh,
0: since doing that. To be a hundred percent honest with you, that's a, that's a little hard to track. (laughs) Um, and so I I can't say, I can't say one way or the other, we feel like we have, we feel like it's good. And, and if nothing else, you know, we view it as branding and getting our name out there in in front of other, other customers. Absolutely.
1: Building that uh, top of mind awareness.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Nice so you guys are a, are you a bryant dealer now we are
0: now a bryant dealer yes sir awesome so is there any type of marketing co-op program with that uh yes because we are a factory authorized dealer with bryant um just like most other uh, brands they give you a percentage of the marketing you know, as long as their logos on it as well um as a factory authorized dealer they pay for 60 percent of our Bryant branded uh, marketing materials oh wow so does that include like
1: facebook ads and google ads or is it just really for like van wraps it, or?
0: it's it's really you know and, and it seems because now we're at a stage right now where we have money left over every year in our co-op funds um but it it is the van wraps it is the, the t-shirts that we we will put brian on it's um they do help with our digital marketing as well. We actually have a uh, a company out of out of uh, Georgia that that handles all of our Google ads and face not Facebook marketing. I'm sorry, but our Google ads or our pay per click things of that nature that they handle and they co op that as well. Okay, cool. So is that
1: did that did you find that partner through the co op program? Because I know some of those dealers will have like preferred vendors.
0: Yes, and and that is how I found this this particular
1: uh, vendor. Okay, cool. So have you seen pretty good results doing that digital marketing?
0: Yes. Uh, Now, you're going to go so far on on the free Facebook stuff, and you're going to go so far on the um, billboards and and things like that, just getting your name out there. But to really get us to the next level, um, I feel like the the digital marketing is is 100% worth every penny that we pay for it nice since start since starting that
1: digital marketing do you still have to uh do you still use services like home advisor for leads or is it all coming through the advertising
0: no we do not use uh home advisor or anything like that we do not pay for a lead uh per se through them we just use the google leads and ads cool so at any point were you using home advisor we were, and, and we were tracking home advisor and there's months that you would, you know, you might make a little money and there's months that you would lose money. But it, at the end of the day, when we sat down and we kind of figured what it was costing us and payroll for it, to pay a girl to track all of that and to go with it, it just, it, it was not worth the money that you're spending on home advisor. Month. Really? So I imagine that you've seen a positive I guess a cash
1: flow there since leaving Home advisor, correct? Yes, nice That's really cool. So what are some things about the Alabama market that you're in um that might be different than say where I'm at up in Virginia beach is it does it stay fairly warm year round?
0: We stay warm uh, of course it, it usually just depends you know. Uh, March, April, you know, we usually hit a spring, um, and then it's, and I, I have mowed grass in December here. Um, wow. but for the most part, it usually starts getting cold around November, you know, historically, uh, of course, I guess everywhere probably has those years where it changes a little here and a little there, but historically our summer is about May till October, beginning of October, it starts cooling off. Okay.
1: So when it, when it begins cooling off a little bit, you guys probably, uh, switch over to more like heating services, mm-hmm. like furnace type
0: services. Yeah. Now we are primarily a heat pump country where we're at. Now there are plenty of gas furnaces around here, but primarily we're heat pump. Um, and so, yes, we, we, we do the heating, we, we service, we try to get a lot of our maintenance in in that time frame as well, when we kind of hit that lull. Um, and we're not just running wide open, you know, for yeah. the four or five months of summer.
1: Do you, do you prefer heat pumps over, uh, like gas furnaces and,
0: you know, it's in my personal house, I have a dual fuel where, you know, I've got the heat pump outdoor and, and the furnace for when it does get super cold. Um, as far as being a technician and working on them, you know, it's, it's like anything, as long as you understand it, none of it's really hard yeah
1: nice so so speaking of like technicians uh, what are some ways that you've been able to retain technicians over the years because I've, I've noticed that it's becoming harder and harder for HVAC business owners to find good work and, or good help out there
0: uh, culture culture I mean I think I can define that in that one word and that's culture um, about. <laughs> four or five years ago, I was standing in a supply house and, um, I remember a particular conversation going on between two gentlemen, um, a guy left where he had been at for three or four years for like a 75 cent hour. raise. I mean, really in the whole scheme of things, it was, if he would have went to his balls, it would probably give him a dollar. Um, but the other guy said, man, why did you leave over 75 cents? He said, I'll clean it up a little bit, but he said, same crap, different truck. <laughs> and I said to myself right then. We're not going to be the same crap in a different truck. You know, Duns is going to is going to have a positive culture. We're not going to work our guys to death. We are going to, you know, pay spiffs on on particular items. I know in a lot of the bigger cities, spiffs are huge. You know, a lot of guys pay the spiffs, but nobody in our in our market does other than us. Um, are we the cheapest guy in our market? No, we are not. Don't want to be but are we the most expensive guy in our market? Really? We're not. Um, but we know our overhead and that we know what we've got to make to make money. Um, so really to sum it up, I I would just define that down to culture. Nice. What are some things you've done, um,
1: to go more in detail about the culture? What are some things you've done to build that really strong culture?
0: It is something that is very important to me and my wife uh, in our business is to make sure that the guys feel appreciated. They feel loved. Uh, they're on pause right now due to COVID. Uh, but every Tuesday morning we have a, uh, we have a, a large, um, conference room or actually a training room and all of our technicians, our plumbing technicians, our HVAC technicians are, our install techs. We meet in there. We have, we have biscuits. We, uh, we have a, uh, when people get a five-star review, we call it a done, right? And so, you know, for every five done rights that you get, we give you $50 on your paycheck. Oh, wow. Um, and then, so also like for your birthday, we give you, you know, some people give you a day off, whatever we give everybody a $50, Visa gift card on their birthday. And we put a funny hat on them. We take a picture together. And we post it on social media. Um, it's just a positive output that we try to convey on a day-to-day basis, even when I don't feel like being positive, my guys don't see it. I make sure that that they, they are always seeing positive within dunks.
1: I really like that idea of, well, one, the done, right. That's, that's a really cool little way for, uh, to call your five-star reviews. Um, but giving them, uh, you know, a reward for garnering that, that good review Uh, have since starting that, have you noticed your five-star review count go up?
0: Yes. And, and, and it's kind of a competition as well too, because every month we have a, a Dunn's team member, Facebook page that, you know, of course, only Dunn's team members as part of the closed group. And, and that's part of what we do. And we also do it during the team meetings when we, we, we hope to start them back up very soon uh but we go over that every week this is this is who is leading and done right and you know and it's it's friendly competition yeah at that point that's really cool so when
1: those technicians are uh, visiting homes do you uh do they have some type of like a leave behind or uh a simple ask that they you know follow when they're done servicing the customer they say like hey we you know leave us a five-star review or do you just simply go off of like
0: an automated review solicitation we do have an automated review solicitation system and that's that's what we do with those okay cool so how do you
1: i guess how do you know like when they've gotten a done right do you
0: have them like leave the technician's name in the review or well nine times out of ten they do it on their own but like let's say that john doe leaves a review and so and they don't say who the technician was uh valerie our marketing lady which is that's part of what she does she'll go to that customer in in service titan that we use and she'll look and she'll say okay who was on that job and then she'll give them the done right from there gotcha
1: that's really cool so um i heard you just mentioned that you use service titan what are some ways that service titan has like helped you grow your business through the
0: years uh, one of the things that we do that is a little bit different than anybody else um in our area that i'm aware of you know like when we do an hvac replacement quote we give four options you know a, a, a builder's grade um, we we call it the good most popular and best but also on the service technician side uh we offer three options on every repair. You know, we'll have an immediate repair that needs to be done. Like let's say it's a condenser fan motor and capacitor. But you know our technicians also take the time to go over the the indoor unit, uh they'll look at the contactor, they'll look at other things that may be a cause of concern. It, it may even be a 3-foot piece of armaflex on the outdoor unit that you know it's that sale that you can offer and nine times out of 10, the customer is going to at least go with the middle option. Uh, And and, and sometimes they go with the high option, Uh, but you know, it's a way to turn a $500 ticket into a $1,200 ticket.
1: Yeah. Interesting. That's really cool. So you've, uh, have you seen more customers tend to go with the higher end option or they try to just do the minimal viable for,
0: the fix, you know, probably it's probably about 20% are going to go with the, with the low option. about, about 70% is going to go with the middle option and about 10% of the people is going to go with the hops. Um, you know, the way that, the way that we try to train our technicians and put them out there, you know, they are the expert in, in front of the customers. And I always, always, always put in my technician's head: it is unethical to sell a customer something they don't need. Yeah. But it's not unethical to sell them something that they want. Yeah. If they've got a mercury bulb stat on the wall, I'm offering them. I'm offering them a digital stat. They may not want it, but I'm offering it. Let them know what's available. Let them know that the you know the they AKB, the be five with Alexa built in, it's there if you want it. Because I have a lot of things that I don't need, just that I yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah
1: that's really cool that you give them the option to pick the, I guess the price that they'll pay, you know, based on what they'll be receiving. Cause a lot of HVAC companies, and this is where they go wrong. They get excited about money and they immediately tell the customer that like, Oh, you can only like in order to fix this water heater, you have to go with the highest, you know, the full, uh, replacement and, you know, all the rework, all the pipes and everything. And, uh, that's when you start getting reviews from people saying they're overpriced and and whatnot because customers will shop around sometimes. So if you give them that low, medium, and high range price point, and then they shop around and then they find out that this company over here, their only option was the highest price point that you'd given them, then they might come back and realize that you guys were a little bit more fair with it and only sold them what they needed. Right.
0: Well, and one thing that I do too is is I want everybody to by giving three options. And let's just say, because I think every contractor's been there, you go to a customer's house and you replace a condenser fan motor and a capacitor, and you 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 give them the bill, they pay it, you leave, you go on. A week later, they call back and they say, Hey, you were just here and it's not working. Well, you get back out there and it's not the condenser, fan motor, or the capacitor that's issued. Let's just say it's a contactor or you know, is bad. Well, another way that we, that we look at that is, is if my guy missed that contactor, I'm probably going to go out there and just make that repair at no charge. And I think that most contractors would do that, who truly care about their customers, but if in our option two, we had, we had recommended that the contractor needed to be replaced for these reasons and they don't go with that repair, we have had multiple times that a customer call back in here and say, you know what? Uh, the technician give me three options. I went with the cheapest one. It's my fault. Uh, can I get him back out here to reevaluate the system and possibly go with that next level repair? That's really cool. And then it gives you
1: that opportunity to avoid the the bad review. Because if you give them one option and they go with it and then it doesn't work, then they're gonna go on Google and just say it didn't work or whatever. Right. Uh, but it gives you that. It gives you that that uh wiggle room to get out there and fix it before they become disgruntled and start you know leaving bad reviews so that's really really cool um so what's some advice that you would give someone who wanted to start an
0: hvac business right now (laughs) um plan on losing sleep uh the last five years has has been rapidly growing for us. Um, and I feel like my biggest, the biggest thing that I can say to anybody who wants to start an HVAC company and grow it. Okay. And, and, and that's the difference. I can be a technician and I can run myself in a truck the rest of my life and probably make a decent living. Okay. But if I want to, to start an HVAC company and grow it, you have to get out of the way. Um, and what I mean by that is once you get to a certain point, you're going to have to hire an HVAC service manager. You're going to have to have a marketing girl. And then once you hire those people, you have to let them do their job. That way you can focus on working on the business and not in the business, um, on a day-to-day basis now, you know, right here we are basically I'm, I'm five years out of leaving a full-time job to do this. I don't look at my dispatch board on a daily basis. I've got people that handle it and I trust them to do their job. Um, the marketing girl, when, when wraps are approved for our vehicles, unless it's just a radical change, she doesn't bother me with it. That's her job. I trust her to do it. You have to get good people in here that you trust to do it. Another thing that I recommend is also being um, a part of a, a business group, because he, here's the other part of me. I'm a service tech i grew up working on stuff as a kid i started you know in a in a foundry working i am not I, had, I don't have a college degree in in any type of business but i joined a business group to help me learn the things that i needed to learn to grow my business i was passionate about being a technician and i and i watched youtube videos i listened to podcasts i listened to all these things to help me grow my knowledge in that area Well, the same, the same tools and principles apply as a business owner, when I'm trying to get to the CEO level is to have these people in place and let them do their job so that I can focus on adding another division to duds, you know, 18 months ago, we added the plumbing division. I now have eight plumbers that just they're, they're, they're crazy busy. My next division that we are, you know, in the process of implementing is electrical. Um, So we will be an HVAC plumbing and electrical company within the next 18 months. Oh, wow. That's great advice. I'd
1: I'd say that's, I usually try to wrap the show up with that type of question. And and I'll say that's probably one of the best answers I think I've gotten yet. It's been the most, uh, I think probably the most helpful. Um, So uh, what's a way that people could contact you or learn more about your business if they're out there listening right now?
0: Uh, my email is Donnie that's D-O-N-M-Y at call Um, if you'll shoot me an email, I'll respond. I don't mind. Um, I don't mind talking to anybody. Um, I have a lot of friends in the HVAC industry that is, I talk to weekly to companies in other markets. They call me, I call them, you know, is this going on in your market? This is what I'm seeing. This is what we're doing. Is that working for you? I don't want to call the guy down the street and tell him what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, the guy in Virginia beach or even, uh, where I'm at in Anniston, Alabama, the guy I have many friends in the Birmingham market over in the Atlanta, Georgia market that we talk to and we talk to regular, uh, back and forth. So I don't mind talking and sharing. And sometimes sometimes you need a friend in the business to vent to. And I have developed those friends uh, through our distributor and dealer meetings that have really been helpful for me over the years as well. That's awesome.
1: Well, Donnie, I, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to join us on the podcast. No problem. I am hope I was of some help. Yeah, this is great. I appreciate it a lot. And uh, we
0: will talk to you soon. Alright, sounds good. Thank you for having me.